Blog Talk Radio. The Marketing Technology Blog Radio Show with Douglas Carr, founder of the Marketing Technology Blog and author of Corporate Blogging for Dummies, online marketing strategies, web, search, social, email, mobile, news, tips, tricks, and best practices from actual marketers, search professionals, and social media experts. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, I don't have anything witty to say besides happy <laughs> September 28th. We have in our office, this is always cool when we're able to do this, but we have uh, the gang at Formstack uh, is here in the office. Uh, they're an Indianapolis-based company. You've probably heard about them, especially if you're a, a reader on the Marketing Tech blog. They're also our technology sponsor, and um, and we've had a long history together, actually, because Ade Alona, who was founder of the company, he and I worked at the Indianapolis Star like 10 years ago. Way back. Yeah, way back. <laughs> and uh, and I think he left the Star to start Form Spring right. back then. Yep. So that that was that was it was pretty it was like a shocker nobody left the newspaper at that time that's when, <laughs> that's when they were profitable <laughs> so uh, maybe we can go through and and just just introduce yourselves to everybody and then uh, and then we'll get on with the show yeah so I am uh, Chris Lucas I'm the vice president of business development. Um, Look at uh, our partnerships, manage those, and then also uh, our marketing team, which we've got a team of five or six now on the marketing side, and so manage that from a day-to-day basis. And then also wear a lot of other hats, So, uh, but those are my main responsibilities. And uh, I'm Nicole Witt. I'm our Director of Customer Experience and Partnerships. So I manage our Customer Experience team, which is made up of our support team, and also we've got an onboarding sales team that kind of helps new customers get up to speed uh, when they join Formstack. I also tag team a lot with Chris on our integration partnerships and managing that process. And you guys have a lot of integrations. And by the way, for everybody listening, Chris was the one that said, hey, this isn't a sales pitch. (laughs) (laughs) I try to make that clear. Yeah, we want to talk about small businesses and technology and how it's impacting everybody. So we will talk through those things, but but it, it these are these are kind of things to talk about, especially if uh, you're in the software industry, uh, software as a service industry. Integrations are a huge component of growth, right? right? And you guys really, it was like I saw you know one integration, two integrations, and then all of a sudden I saw <laughs> dozens of integrations kind of overnight with you guys. Right, yeah, and that's actually where we we have seen a lot of our growth happen, and it was two and a half years ago where we realized kind of the beauty of open APIs and all of that, and not to get overly technical, but uh, just the ability to have two apps that talk to each other and send data back and forth. And so we realized that not only is it valuable to take, to take data in, but then also distribute that amongst other apps that you're using. And so we were able to build, I think we've got, 30? I'm hesitant to say the number because we're launching three today. <laughs> yeah, we've got like so. three. Nice. Yeah, so we've got it's probably right around thirty. Yeah, uh, thirty. Some, some of the examples, uh, like the one we're launching today, which you might be excited about, is a Dropbox integration. Oh, nice! Um, but everything from Salesforce and high rise uh, so it's the CRM platforms, the email yeah. service providers, 
constant contact, exact target, some of those types of folks. Um, so it, it spans, you know, the the ability to take data in and then pass it through, and that's, uh, I mean, even FreshBooks, some of those accounting softwares and things yeah. like that. So yeah, payment processors is a huge, yeah. huge. We processed how. I think you probably know the number better than we'll, I did last year through our forms. Yeah, we will, we'll process almost $70 million this year through. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, everything from PayPal to Authorize and Stripe and WePay. Yeah. So. Which is, for anybody who hasn't and is thinking about integrating a payment processor with their own software, um, you might as well just <laughs> yeah. schedule a month off. Yeah. And, uh, you're going to need a vacation afterwards yeah. because you're going to be breaking down because they don't <laughs> make it easy. We did uh, we did the Chase Payment Tech and Authorize.net, and uh, we didn't even know halfway into it that we needed two. Yeah. You know, you need a gateway and a payment Yeah. Yeah. So with Formark, obviously, you can just set that right up. Right, um, yeah. And plug you it in. Plug it in and, yeah. and go. So. But yeah, I mean, integrations as a whole has just opened up the doors for us. And I mean, even from a marketing opportunity to be able to partner with a lot of those companies and you know just go out and talk to their customers and let them talk to their yeah, you're getting so you have multiple things. You're getting access to their customers. You're obviously getting um, integrated into their apps, which makes it easier for people to make forms. But the and then the third one is retention, right? You know, once once you're integrated, it's pretty hard to you know, get out of something. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it's once it's integrated, you don't have to worry about it, and it's right. done. Um, you know, integration was, you know, my background. That was right. such a huge piece of what, what we worked on all the time was because once we knew we got someone working, integrated, everything flowing easily, you just move on to the next problem and never have to worry about that again. So. Yeah, and it's... I mean, you think about the switching costs when you have five apps that all kind of work together, and like you said, once you get that set up and things are flowing, it's it's hard for a customer to just say, "I'm going to rip that all out," or "I'm going to," right. uh, or even a, a small business to say, "You know, I got to find a whole new system." It's hard for them to say that. So it's uh, yeah, it's it's very hard switching costs once you get all that set up. So and and uh, I've been a FormSpring user since like day one, I think. In fact, your accounting people are probably always wondering. <laughs> Who is this guy with 800 <laughs> forms that hasn't paid us a dime? We've got a couple of special <laughs> But But, yeah, a day early, early on, I mean, I, I tried to pimp you guys as much as I could on the, on the blog and stuff, but um, you guys threw me a free account, and we use it. We use it to this day. Yeah. Like, now, now our favorite reason to use it is managing our clients' private data. So when we have an agency come on board, the typical thing for someone to do is say, well, what's your login and password to Google? What's your login and password to your hosting account? What's your login and password you know, to your email? Well, what we do is we just have form stack forms out there. They fill those out, and then we have them in the secure. Yeah. So you're encrypting those, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, they are. You are. <laughs> But we, but no, you have a secure right too. Yeah. So there's two levels of security that I have to go through. Yeah. And so it's really good. And then we have we have a couple of uh, a couple of uh, folks that we have to manually process their credit card. And so we have those in there too. They they kind of tell us go ahead and process it now. So you know we go in. I have to log in once, password again, 
and then uh, and then I can get their credit card data, and then I forget about it till the next month. But there's a huge peace of mind as an agency that I don't have all these people's logins and passwords sitting around, right. you know, un, unencrypted, yeah. you know, everything else. So I I don't know. Do do other agencies use it for that? Because I think that's such a cool thing, you know. I don't think I've actually heard of that many people using it like that. We do have a lot of like kind of onboard but not at yeah. that level on the yeah. agency side. So. Yeah. Tell them to. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I actually did a blog post on, on, on marketing to blog about how we use it because it really is a, a just great thing that I don't have this document. I mean, that just scares me. It scares me having all of that, that information about a client. So, um, yeah. Well, I'm guessing it's such a versatile tool that it's like tissue paper or something like that. There's so many different ways you can use your baking soda. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. so many different ways. You are the baking soda. <laughs> <laughs> that you guys didn't know, know that, did you? Yeah. <laughs> We're like baking soda. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's definitely tough, especially when someone's asking you very specifically. So what do you guys do and who do you who are your customers? And it's well, I mean, we've got a general form builder. If you need to collect data online, I mean, yeah. obviously we've got you know, use cases that are more heavily used and adopted than others, but I'm I sure there's an amazing well, amount of Tinderbox ways. uses you guys, and they're, they're client bars too, but they embed the payment system right in the proposal. Right. So, yeah, I accept the proposal. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying. I mean, that's awesome. So. Yeah, there's a ton of – and it's funny because it's from – Everybody who's just using it for a lead generation or a survey to kind of the outlier um, collecting sensitive information yeah. like you guys are. So there's just I always tell people, especially like we're in partnership conversations, and say the beauty of what we do is we can do everything, and that's the curse of what we do is that we do everything. So you try to tell people what you can do with the, with the tool. Well, the the Dropbox integration that opens a million doors. Oh, yeah. That's going to you be know sweet, so. the the ability to because we. You know, right now we tell all of our clients, you know, go get a Dropbox account and share a folder. We don't have to do that anymore. Yeah. We can just have a form stack form where we say, just go to this form and drop in, you know, your asset. Yeah, and for teams it's awesome. You file upload field, you just upload that, it send it into uh, Dropbox, and then you can go and access oh, it. That's too cool. Yeah. That's yeah. too cool. Well, we were, we were talking a little bit before the show, too, that, um, you know, the, you you had a competitor on the market. I'm not going to say who, was, but uh, but but they got bought out and and are, are kind of sucked in. You guys have just blown everybody away. That you just consistent heavy growth and without hiccups. I mean, inside, I'm sure you feel like <laughs> you know the, the surface is we're like a duck, right? Yeah, yeah. but struggling but, underwater. But from the, yeah. From the outside, you guys haven't had these huge ups and downs. It's yeah. been this relentless, constant growth, which is just amazing for a company. And how many employees do you have now? Uh, we're right about 20 people. Wow. So, yeah, and it's, I think that's a testament to the team that we have in place. I think we've had solid leadership from when I was here yeah. and then transitioned out. And um, and now we've got a strong leadership team, which includes Nicole and myself and Chris Byers and then our senior developer, Michael, who I think we've just – and we haven't tried to do anything too cute, right? Like yeah. we've stuck right. with more of our product and right. kind of built it out, and um, and we're expanding a little bit of that. And in the next couple of weeks, we'll have some some cool news. Uh, 
teaser. See what I did there? <laughs> now, now, you got me on your early list, right? And yeah, oh, yeah. You oh, weren't yeah. going to get me, you know, so that we can put blog posts out at oh, the yeah. same time. So. But, yeah, it's, I think it's just a testament to, you know, we haven't tried to be too cute. You know? Right. We know what we do well, and that's build solid software and build it for people, for small businesses, agencies that want to use it. And, yeah. Uh, I'd be interested in, in just maybe a comment about, um, you know, form spring to form. Oh, <laughs> no. Speaking of hiccup. <laughs> well, but, but, I mean, um, so there are so many companies that just don't make it, you know. They don't make the transition. They're, it would be foolish to think you can do that, you know, without any ripples or, or lips, but I mean, prior to going on the show, we were talking about some similar circumstances that didn't go well at all. You So, you, just maybe say something about Hey, that. you punched through that that one. We did. Uh, talk about the duck that looks calm on top and then scurrying underneath. That was, that was probably one of the times where it looked like it was all, uh, it was all even. I, it, it was. It's funny. It's. It's actually awesome to be able to tell the story of like the transition. Uh, and for background sake, we used to be Form Spring. Um, we noticed uh, a couple years ago that a lot of people were using us for this "ask me anything" kind of. And it ha it started out of Tumblr, and people were using our forms to add, to create these question boxes and say "ask me anything." And so, um, day being the genius that he is, saw an opportunity and uh, kind of. We created a separate app for that one because it, that we just—I mean—it was just a meteoric rise, right? In, in terms of, and so we built a separate app, and we had to separate the two companies just to keep everything uh, kind of different. And <clears throat> we rebranded, went to Formstack. They kept Formspring, and uh, they're actually out in San Francisco. So go use Formspring question and answer platform. Um, the plug. They owed me. Uh, but so we rolled that out, and again, I think it's a testament to the team that we had in place. We we were able to keep the core of our uh, kind of development support team uh, and our marketing team for the most part. And yeah, it's tough when you go through that change, especially we were I think it was about the two year life one of of the product or the company, and um, we we just kind of focused. It was every day there was something changing that was happening in the company and it was all related around Formstring and we just kept the focus on keep one, keep the servers up. Right. Uh, just because of the amount of traffic that was coming in. Uh, but two, it was just uh, trying to keep focus on we had a path, we're going down this path and uh, you know, I, I think we could have, they're probably looking back a hundred things we did wrong uh, but I think we did the 101 things right that yeah. just allowed us to kind of get through that. And um, again, I think it was more more or less the support team that we had on in, in place. And uh, fortunately, at that point too, we got to, there's something said about having a stable product, right? When yeah. when you're able to build a stable product and it can outlast a lot of fumbles from people. Um, and so our users were were awesome, stuck with us through the small hiccups that we did have and. Uh, we just kind of put together a new leadership team and just push forward. So, well, this, I think it. I think it's a. It's another good story for businesses to understand that. Um, 
there was probably a temptation for you guys to reverse, right? There was probably a, you know, should we go back? Should we go back? I'm sure, I'm sure that that's what was keeping you up at night. And I think that, especially nowadays with all of the pressure online and social media, and when you do something wrong, everybody starts screaming. Sometimes you just have to punch through and and not go backwards. You know, I I think it's I think it's often a mistake of companies. Apple's going through it right now, right? Apple Maps, everybody's screaming about it online. And, and you know, well, for anybody who's been an Apple user for a long time, you know they're going to punch through. Right. They're going to fix it. It's going to be okay. And nobody's going to be talking about this in a couple years. Yeah. And it's not hurting their bottom line. Uh, you know, <laughs> iPhone 5s are sold out <laughs> right. two hours. Right. But there's probably that temptation if you have a weaker company that, oh, my God, we made a mistake, let's roll back. Yeah. And the problem with rolling back is, now what? Yeah. What are your next steps? Yeah, and I, I think that's true. I, I think you, you have to just stick something, and uh, I think we were able to do that. And, again, I would I would advise you never to have to rebrand unless you thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly, thoroughly have to because that was, that was just an amazing headache in and of itself. But, yeah, I mean, we stuck it. Some SEO guy probably wrote you a crappy oh. email and said, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. I yeah. think I did that. I did. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, especially when you have that much legacy. There's just a lot of technological issues. I mean, sure. redirecting, you know, 500 different pages and all that kind of stuff. But you got to make a, like you said, you just got to plow through it and go. So. Well, the brand the brand of Formstack is a pretty cool brand anyway, so. Yeah. And was Stack the idea, you know, from a development standpoint? Did it come from that techie? It, well, it, it played on that a little bit. We actually used uh, Christian Anderson yeah. um, to to help us with that rebrand. And uh, there were a lot of things. I mean, we took the, the literal stack of forms and kind of moving that online and then right. also kind of marrying the, the, the technology stack. And so we tried to do a lot of different things with the brand name. And uh, they did an awesome job on the rebrand. and. And, get, and getting us through that point and kind of telling a cohesive story. So, and and we have a well, it's probably not a surprise. You probably heard it already. Well, you did. You you approved it. I approved it. We yeah. we have a we have an ad for you guys now on the marketing tech blog. So let's let's listen to that. And now everybody who doesn't know what Formstack is will there we right go. now. Formstack, an online form builder that has become a leader in creating, managing, and hosting online forms, is your solution to data collection. Formstack provides small businesses and nonprofits an easy-to-use form building tool to easily collect and manage data. Create surveys, order forms, and event registrations with no web skills needed. To learn more and register for a free 14-day trial, visit formstack.com. Each and every week, you get bombarded with hundreds of emails, dozens of meetings, countless requests, updates, and reminders, and a deluge of out-of-control deadlines and tasks. More information and distraction means less communication, which affects your productivity, efficiency, and your sanity. At MindJet, we offer the tools to help you get the job done. MindJet takes that information overload and organizes it visually in terms people can understand and shares it with those who actually need it. Work fast, work smart. Go to mindjet.com to learn more. 
Delibra has been providing email software and professional services for more than 13 years. Delivera helps businesses and organizations execute effective email marketing campaigns by providing dynamic software and professional services, from full-out consulting engagements to help when you need it in areas such as design, production, deliverability, and testing. Voted one of the 2011 Best Places to Work in Indiana and one of Inc. 5000's fastest-growing companies. Delibra partners with businesses and organizations across all industries and verticals and truly opens its doors each and every day to put the customer first. To learn more about Delibra, visit www.delibra.com or call 866-915-9465. Tell them you heard about Delibra from the Marketing Technology Blog. There you go. There's all. Uh, there's most of our sponsors. We have right on interactive coming up later too. But um, how'd you like it, Paul Poteet, Huh? Paul Poteet. Very nice. You get a pro on there and everything. <laughs> you can use it for all your radio spots now. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that we were going to talk about was how technology is really helping small businesses, and something that you guys are. Daily, that's what you're um, you're doing with companies. How has it changed, you know, the small business person nowadays? Yeah, I think. Uh, well, I think the reality is that there there are just so many tools out there for small businesses to to help kind of build their business. And you think of everything from registering a website or a domain to actually building out a site and a blog. And there's just so many easy tools out there that exist that it doesn't take, whereas five years ago it took a small business owner a lot of resource and capital to go out and do that. And what you're finding with tools like ours, but a whole bunch of other tools, is for free or 60-day trials or 15 bucks that a small business can go in and start to do a lot of kind of big marketing that yeah. was reserved for a lot of bigger companies. And, there, and it's awesome to see that there is a whole... Uh, industry focus on small business in the software space is that people are building tools that help small businesses succeed. And uh, whereas I think a lot of times you saw, especially a couple of years ago, early on in software was building for the enterprise and how do we build these feature-rich kind of uh, apps. And now you're seeing people build apps that are simple, easy to use, and may not be 100% complete but they solve 90% of the problem. And as you get more and more people, as the cost of development goes down, as the cost of integrating goes down, as, as all of those things go down, it becomes a an opportunity for the small business to go in and just kind of use a lot of these tools and really grow their business in a way that they haven't been able to uh, in a, in, you know, since software was around. So. Well, and I think the pricing model you guys use as well, that it's iterative, it grows with the company as well, is really important there's tons of software out there that we'd love to run for our business every single day that was prohibitive at one time you know it was thousands of dollars per month but now there's new vendors coming on board time that are you know $49 a month or $99 or even you know $15 a month and so you know i i think we 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 probably have 20 different subscriptions for small 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, we use FreshBooks for our yeah. invoicing, which is incredible. Um, we form stack, of course. What else do we use? SEM Rush for you know database camp for Yammer for internal communications. Mm-hmm. Um, Hootsuite, uh, Hootsuite, which is just They're taken off like crazy. It's incredible. Um, so it, it's it, to a year ago. I there's no way that I could have the the efficiency within this operation to run all of that software and be able to afford it. Right. But now I now I can, and I and it makes me. It's one of the things that I love about writing the marketing tech blog is every single day I'm searching for that one that's still expensive. <laughs> I want who's got a cheaper one? Who's right. got a cheaper right. one that I can because we can't afford you know, yeah some yeah. of them. So well, which which okay. also kind of um, drives you towards the simplicity because if you're going to have this tool set uh, available to you, if it's as complicated as like Microsoft Outlook, you can't be an expert in in everything, right. and so you you come to appreciate. Simplicity that you folks have done so well, and then the power behind that is you don't have to have one tool that does everything well. You've got all of these tools that does that focuses on what they do well, and by way of the integrations, you can still keep all of your data in the same place. You don't have to be doing all these manual processes to use all these disparate tools. But they're all kind of connected. How do you compete with marketing automation tools? I mean, you obviously now all the marketing automation tools have form builders and things like that. So, what challenges do you find when like somebody comes to you and say, "Well, I can get this with an Eloqua account or so, Mercado or things like that"? Yeah, and I think, uh, but again, I think part of it is the integration factor. I think that right. you know we often talk about for the price of what you pay for your phone and your internet, you could buy three tools that kind of do the same thing. So taking a lead through a form, pass that to your email marketing system and MailChimp or whatever, and then throw that into Rise, And you essentially have a campaign started by connecting those three tools. Um, so, so in terms of marketing automation, I think my teaser earlier, you'll start to see us develop some tools that, oh. that help that help small businesses at least get started okay. um, with some of those activities. And I think our, our focus isn't uh, uh, solving all of those problems because right. the reality is, is that most small businesses, you tell them marketing automation and they're going to look at you and they're going to be like, what? Yeah. Like they're, they're worried about how do I get somebody to go to my website or how do I get somebody to come inside my right. store? And then somebody comes inside my store, how do I get a little bit of feedback? Like, did they like the shirt that they ordered? Did they have a good experience in my restaurant? That's what they're worried about. They're not worried about creating drip campaigns and doing lead scoring and a lot of this other stuff. Small businesses are really focused on how do I get somebody in my door? How do I start a relationship? And how can I give them the valuable stuff that I have? And I can only do it for five hours because the rest of the time I'm spent building my business, right? So that's kind of where these software tools like FormStack, like HiRise can come in and and uh, kind of help the small business grow. Um, yeah. The reality is, is they they may get to the point where they need to outgrow us and they may, get, may need to go to a bigger system that has more of these complicated functionality that they need to, right. to use. So in 
And that's fine, too, because our focus really is the small business and, and helping those folks get up and going. There's, there's a piece there as well that the fact that you guys are vendor agnostic helps a ton. I, we're just talking about Hootsuite. I love Hootsuite. There's one feature of Hootsuite that I can't stand, and that's that I have I have my sh URL shortener with their service, yeah. which means that I can't use it with any other service. Right. And and they refuse to put Bitly into their service because they have their own, and I, I'm not sure why they wouldn't do that. But that's that's the I think the bad side of having a tool that is, well, we built everything into a single tool. That means that every time I have to do that, I have to go to that tool. Right. I can build a form and form stack. I can put it on my Facebook page. I can put it in our proposal. I can put it on our website. I can, I can put it wherever I want, or I can just use the hosted right. page and point people to. That's a distinct advantage over, you know, if, if we built one in HubSpot or or something like that. We have to own, you know, we always have to point the person to that that service. So yeah. uh, I think it's I think it's a really cool and the and the integration side, you guys just did a bang up job on it. Yeah, and we're starting to see. I, I mean, we we're part of this kind of group of software companies called the Small Business Web, and uh, we go down to the, uh, South by Southwest every year and. We are usually part of a panel or there's a group of uh, folks from the small business web, but it's a whole community of software uh, as a service companies who are, you know, their mission is creating usable software for the small business. And, uh, and, and two, a lot of it is a misnomer. When we talk about the small business, I mean, we go up market and we actually even go into the enterprise. We have some large clients like Fox, and, but they, the people who use us in those enterprise levels are small autonomous teams that act like small businesses. Right. And so there's a lot of functionality in a lot of these web apps where, you know, these teams of people can use a lot of these services and products just like a small business does. And you'd so, be surprised sometimes their budgets don't allow right. for anything greater than that. Yeah. And I think you're going to see a lot more of the large enterprise businesses that Foster these teams that are doing that that kind of thing. That yeah, work somewhat independently. It's a, it's amazing to me sometimes that one sometimes companies choose software because it's more expensive. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, there's got to be something wrong with it for fourteen ninety nine a month. Exactly. We have to go with the five hundred dollar a month. You know, we, tool. we actually run into that a lot with, uh, so we play well in the education space with uh, online app admissions applications. Well, right. anything, honestly, if you think about every department within a university, students, right. alumni, events, they could all use Formstack, but we get a lot of people who reach out to us, you know, want their customized plan or their enterprise pricing, and they, <laughs> they cannot deal with the fact that our largest plan, I mean, even on the large side, is 4.95 a month. Um, which is for most of our customers. I mean, they're well below that, but right. that's like we're not—they're not validated because we're not ten grand a month. So it's. But it's funny, and you get one of those customers who actually goes and will buy it. Like we did a case study with University of Michigan, and they're blown away. They're like, "You are 
5% short of what we just yeah. quoted out at $10,000 a month for. Right. And, and it's just it. one thing that yeah. we're missing, and they're like, we can't believe that we can do all we have We have one client, and I won't ever tell anybody who they are, uh, but we have one client that said, we can't pay that much. We have to pay, and it wound up being about four times as much. <laughs> and they yeah. said, that's the minimum that we can pay. Otherwise, I'm going to have to explain it, and they're going to question it and everything else. But, <laughs> I have this much money in the account. Can can we just do a contract for that? Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I think we can. I don't want you to get in trouble. But it just, for them to get a, a $1,000 engagement through their approval process yeah. and everything else, everybody was just going to scream at them and say, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, but for them to get a $10,000 was, oh, yeah, go ahead. Because yeah. that's a small amount, and it's at the bottom end of the approval process. So go ahead. Go ahead and spend that. Yeah. So. Yeah, Software is a crazy game because you get, you get yeah. people like that who can only spend, take 10K a month to people who are like, we have people who are like, the free account isn't, you know, it's it's too expensive for them. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's, it's a broad range of software. It's just, it's a crazy game, and you run across it all It sounds time. like you could add a chapter to Dilbert's <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. Yes. We could, <laughs> for sure. The other thing with that comes with that, though, that I see is large companies often don't get exposure to the coolest tools. Yeah. They get these tools that are 10 years old. Their user interface is 10 years old. Mm -hmm. There's no drag and drop. There's no cool navigation. There's no nothing because they're stuck with this legacy client-server mess that someone built 10 years ago, and they've been building on it ever since. And unfortunately, I I think that's... it happens. Well, it even happens in software as a service, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are constantly reinventing yourself. Your UI has changed significantly <laughs> over the years. Yeah. Um, I remember when you guys did drag and drop. I was, way, you know. Well, we redid drag and drop in a new way now. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, it was funny. I was talking to somebody last year after the Business of Software conference, which, if you ever get a chance to go, Business of Software is awesome. We're actually headed out on Monday or Sunday. Um, but he was it was a it's an event registration software and he said I think the I think they they haven't updated in the last ten years and I think the only updates that they have made are bugs are bugs that they introduce every two or three months. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not the kind of iteration you want to see on right. software, but but yeah, I mean you you definitely get stuck yeah. in these stale old platforms and I mean we get we get some large customers. We've had some banks that come through and ask for RFPs and things like that, and we don't do RFPs. Right. I hear RFP and I kind of choke <laughs> a little bit. Uh, but they they'll come in and they're like, "Holy cow!" Like their eyes are as big as saucers because they didn't realize that software existed in this kind of in this kind of way. And it was that easy. Yeah. yeah. And so like, you mean I just sign up for it? And they're like, "There's got to be a catch." Like, <laughs> no, just go to the website. They're like, well, "Who do I talk to?" <laughs> Who do I fax an RFP? Yeah. I'm like, but if you fax anything, <laughs> we're going to your next feature. <laughs> yeah. So, no, it's just it's amazing. Software is an amazing place. It to is. Play. It um, is. 
Because you have so many kind of experiences within the realm of software. Right. So. Well, and there's a value to it, too. You know, an education <laughs> company that has 10,000 students registering, you know, 500 bucks a month is, you know, yeah. pennies. If it if it cost $5,000, it would still be worth it yeah. exactly. for them to process that. So sometimes companies are looking from a value standpoint, too, as well as uh, as far as what things cost. Um is the the ugly pause. <laughs> we have those every once in a while. I don't know. I haven't slept in a week, so I don't have anything to say. I you had some old high school football stories. <laughs> throw in if we ran dry. Yeah, we were talking about like, what we were going to say. Like, oh, I got football stories. <laughs> there you go. I actually watched the, the Tom Chernovich Story. Renovich. Renovich. Yeah. Story last yeah. night. I I didn't I haven't seen it yet. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah. So I I know this is total sidetrack, but um, this was a kid that was brought up by his dad, a professional football player, and literally they called him like Robo quarterback or whatever. From two years old, he was throwing a football and exercising. Never allowed to eat anything outside of fruit and vegetables. His whole like his father had his whole life regimented, and it's a a tragic story, uh, actually, but but uh. Oh, he was a big. He was a flameout. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, and it was just the, you know, it wasn't really what he wanted to do. Well, I've got my son at home doing two days right now. Two days. He's French for for cookies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally, just put a cookie out that he can never reach. <laughs> I guess if there's a parallel, I would say this is. You guys have found this out. Is agility is everything nowadays? Oh yeah, we actually have, we have a principle. We we operate by our our safe principle, and it's uh, uh, simple, simple, agile, fun, and elegant. And uh, I like that. Agility is is one of the things that we we preach the most, just because. I mean, we were talking before the show about how we will up and move desks. Uh, not on a regular basis, but just to kind of change things up. And, uh But that's the same for software, and we built our company around the, the fact of we want to be agile, and we want to, I think, like you said, you know, enterprise software gets very stale very quickly, and so yeah. if we're not kind of agile and looking at what are the new technologies and what are the, what are the new ways of just building a culture, I think we we will... We won't be as successful as we can be. True. Yeah. So if we look in the crystal ball and, and we were go out five years, Uh-oh, here what, we go. what do you see that would be different? What kinds of customer experiences, Nicole, are you kind of thinking a small business might experience that's not available today? Gosh, that's a We've only been around for six, so yeah. <laughs> we were laughing because we just uh, we're gonna move into some new office space and we just signed a five year lease, which is five times longer than any <laughs> any lease we've ever had yeah. in the past. But um, you know, it's interesting. We we recently um, just went through it picks on the agility piece of things. We took the whole team divided them into two teams and actually had them create um, kind of a special project. I can't say too much about it yet, but we're getting ready to release some new cool stuff. But we actually just shut down for two weeks 
um, not shut down. I mean, we kept up the obviously the everyday operations, but um, had people in roles that they're not normally in to kind of experience what that felt like, wow. and really gave them the power to create whatever it is that they decided on as a team. Um, and in that process, uh, the four of us on the leadership team took an opportunity to step back and do a little visioning. We get we move so fast and. Um, we are so busy on a day-to-day -day basis that we don't always do a great job of stepping back and thinking about what this all will look like in a few years. Um, and we're really at that point of growth where we have to start planning for that. Um, so, you know, we kind of looked three years out and really kind of built this picture of everything from what does our physical office space look like, um, what do our teams look like, how are those different? How have we grown in that area? Um, what are our customers saying about us? What kind of experience are they having with us? I think it's been it's been tough because in the past with a small team, on the customer experience part of things and the support part of things, it's definitely been you know how do we solve your problem, which is obviously always going to be the goal, but it's not been a focus of how do we create a really exceptional experience for you. Um, you know we've offered. Yeah, we've offered email, phone, chat support in the past, um, but it's again, it's been we have to get through our tickets, these issues come in, we need to solve these problems, and we'll do what we can, but it's not been a focus of, you know, what kind, how are they experiencing us? Culture is huge to us internally on our team, and, you know, what are the types of things that we can start doing to have that go outward towards our customers? They should experience us the same way we experience each other. Um, and everything that embodies kind of what our product is and what FormStack means. So um, there's not a real great answer that I have for that at this point, but for me, kind of as managing the customer experience team, I'm really starting to think about, you know, how do we move from we're going to solve your problem to we're going to give you a really great experience in the process because we don't, like Chris was saying, we don't have a sales team. We don't have, hey, call us and we'll work you through the sales product. People come in. They sign up online, they may never interact with anybody on the team unless they've got an issue. So that's really our one area that's customer-facing and really gives us an opportunity to show our customers who we are, what we're about, and you know, give them that great experience. Uh, I think that's a great answer. <laughs> I don't think I've ever called your support team. I don't think I have. It's good. Good. <laughs> I mean, you beat the heck out of yourself too. I don't, we well, and, call you to annoy you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and we and part of that experience is how do we build an app that I mean, with just all the new technologies out there in terms of development technology, is how do we build the process of getting started, building a form, signing up, building a form, using that form, where it is kind of just this. I mean, you want it to be kind of seamless and you want it to just kind of happen. And we've started that. We, we introduced some field guides, which is kind of more step-by-step -step process to allow people to build forms. And we've seen adoption of that just go um, grow um, as people just want to get in and they just want to, they want to be held, you know, they want their hand held a little bit. And in software, it's hard to do that because we don't, you can't just right. call up and say, I have a large number of customers, you can't call them up and say, you know, we're going to give you a six-month onboarding process. That's not how it works. Right. Um, so if we can create that process in the app, and that's a lot of the experience stuff that we'll be doing from a development standpoint, as well as just how do we create that experience. And even, I mean, uh, the safe principle, how do we show a little bit of fun in our website and then 
in the app and all that kind of stuff. So we have similar challenges, I think. Yeah, we've been definitely. we've been so busy growing that we haven't like stopped. I mean, yeah. plumber fixes it's right. flash, right? I'll tell you the uh, going back to another show that that we had. I'm I'm reminded of uh, address two and their use of that Addy person. So uh, yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I address two as a uh, persona. A persona that um, is the face of customer support. It's just a icon. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's basically a made-up persona that, and, uh, that has all of the values of the organization. But it has yeah. personality. You know, it's kind of a fun... A little sassy. A little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think you see a lot of companies that are do that to some extent, and the ones who do it really well do it Awesome, and yeah. like I'm thinking of Mailchimp, for instance. I mean, oh, yeah. They, if, if I mean, not that we would try to go out and imitate anybody, but if you could emulate somebody, uh, Mailchimp is somebody who, and I think that's just built from the core, right? That's that's yeah. how they were built from the ground up, and it's just that is the personality. And I, I don't think you can fake any of that experience stuff. Right. I don't think you can fake the the personality. It just has to come through, and sometimes it does. You know, to your point of plumber fixing his pipes last, it's, yeah. You worry about building the software and building the business, and right. sometimes you forget about that and taking a step back and saying, "How do we, how do we do this, and how yeah. do we do it right?" And and there's a balance sometimes there as well. You know, I'm sitting here with a, you know, t-shirt on with a face on it and everything else, and it's how I am every day. But there's some clients that I suit up for, right. you know, yeah. uh, they and they don't expect anything less. <laughs> so there's. There are, you know, it is a careful balance yeah. between. Uh, I know there are some companies that would never go for Mailchimp, yeah, because of that personality, and that's nothing against them. They've right. been incredible to us. They sent us gifts when we got our office, and they've been an incredible uh, uh, company. But I know for a fact that there's some companies would never ever sign up for a Mailchimp account because of that. Persona, and that's unfortunate, I think. Uh, but the fact is, is that they're out there. So I've always kind of balanced it yeah. and said, how can I be fun? How can I have my own personal social brand online that lets it out? Me and Jen joke around on online a lot, and I want people to see that humor and see that insight. But at the same time, as I'm showing the website and I'm showing our tools and we're building our documentation, it's very you know, formal and, right. and and very polished or getting there thanks to <laughs> we just hired a designer who's getting it there. Um but well, I think that's so. the tricky part is how do you I mean it's so elegance that we talk about in kind of our principles it's it we refer to it as the kind of the black cocktail dresser. It's it's not this overstated opulence. It's right. something that is basic and refined and elegant and so how do you yeah, classy and so how do you Combine that fun element with the elegant element. And your your logo them. even personifies that. Your uh, logo. Yeah. Christian, that's Christian. I know. Christian's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But it does because right. it's it's got some formality to it and structure, but at the same time it's a little bit rounded. It's a little bit fun. It's a little yeah. you know. Well, it's just you know the more, I guess, loose we get with like we have row. 
and, but I feel like with these adoptions like Roe, there are some people in the corporate world who are just hanging on or to the corporate because there's all these new scary things out there. So when you talk about companies not going with, oh, I, 10 bucks a month, I can't do that. I got to spend, you know, 500. I don't know. I think right. that's a direct correlation. So. Yeah. No, it is. Well, let's let's take another short break. To uh, we'll do a mind jet and a uh, and a write on interactive. Outside the box, pushing the envelope, back to the drawing board. Thinking in new ways means doing in new ways, and it's hard to work creatively when you rely on old tools. Whiteboards, sticky notes, and endless email threads only get you so far, and don't work if your team is scattered across the globe. At MindJet, we offer the tools for more vibrant and productive brainstorming. MindJet puts your ideas into a visual framework in terms people can understand and shares it with anyone, anywhere, anytime. Work fast, work smart. Go to MindJet.com to learn more. Marketing tech blog listeners meet Right On Interactive. Right On Interactive is a marketing automation company that helps organizations win, keep, and grow business. They do this through a lifecycle marketing solution that builds engagement throughout the life cycle of every prospect and customer. Recognized as a top-ranking marketing automation solution with a hands-on implementation strategy, Right On Interactive provides an engagement blueprint for sales and marketing teams so they see where to invest their resources to drive revenue. Engagement drives relationships, and relationships drive revenue. This is why nurturing relationships is key. Lifecycle marketing from Right On Interactive. It's the next evolution of marketing automation. To learn more, visit writeoninteractive.com. Email info at writeoninteractive.com. And we are back, except for Jen. <laughs> Jen just left. She said, I'm tired. She's tired of <laughs> What were we talking about? I wanted to... Culture. And, and culture. I, I want to congratulate you on focusing on your company culture. And, and as you... Uh, I know you still think of yourselves as a young company, but to be able to preserve that vitality and enthusiasm over... <clears throat> period of time that you've been around, I, I think that's great, and and don't forget how valuable that is. I think, if anything, at this point, we've actually started to focus more on it, um, and it's become more of an important part of who we are, and, you know, even in the hiring process as we're adding people, a, a culture fit is it's nearly more. as important as... It's more. Yeah, I mean, it's got to it's gotta be there, and we've got someone on staff now who... We brought her in as the office manager, and we've actually changed her title to the culturist because she's just nice. focused on all things culture and kind of maintaining that. She's kind of the culture. Oh, that's lead, cool. So. Yeah. That's like comedy. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Might as well get Razor Scooter. Culture, yeah, <laughs> culturist. You, you, can, you can train people sure. in certain skill sets, but um, it's pretty tough to change somebody's now you were you were on with the first ten, what one employee were? Eight or nine. Eight I think. or nine, right? Yeah. When you guys were back in those days, did you have time to think about that stuff, or was it was it just? I think we did a little bit, and there were we tried to do the little things that we could to keep the culture going and kind of 
interject a little bit of culture, but it, w it was definitely how do we just yeah. build the product and keep Cause that's, a lot of the balls in the That's our struggle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we have six employees now, mm -hmm. and I want it to be more fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But sometimes it, there's just not time for it. Right. Um, and the tough part, too, is not so much about just the day in and day out being busy and remembering to make time for it, but when you're that size and less than 10, kind of the culture is just, you know, you might all be in a room together. You're, you're always together, so you think less about how do we create this for everyone and make sure that – but now that you know that we're at 20, we've got, you know, four, three areas of the company. People are a little bit more spread out. Everyone's kind of focused on their own thing, and we have to really kind of remind ourselves, like, how do we infuse this into everything that we do and make sure that everyone has a strong enough understanding about what it is that they're thinking about that regularly. Is, is part of the – I'm almost a – you know, we talk about my politics are very, very... Borders on anarchy, right? It's anti-leadership. I've seen your Facebook post. You've seen it, yeah. So, so it's anti, it's very anti. I don't want to be, like, DK New Media's culture is... It is not. As much as we want to be a great corporate company and take care of large companies. I don't ever want to become that. I, I hated it when I worked there. <laughs> I don't ever, I just don't want it. So that's why we're row. That's why, you know, we have different benefits than most companies we have. Everything is different here. And part of it is my stubbornness at saying, you can make a profitable, great, growing company without all the BS rules that you've grown up with yeah. um, as you're growing to 20 is does with the amount of employees do you have does that start to see does process try to start to creep in and <laughs> oh it's it's funny because I what we were laughing about being the big corporate company I I would walk around the office and not that it was like me marching or anything but when we have these growth conversations I always said when we get 50, I'm leaving. He's done. I'm done. I, I always said it was when we got an HR department. <laughs> well, yeah, I, mean, I think around 50, you have to get an yeah. HR department. But, but I, you know, I joke, and I can see a little bit beyond 50 now because I think we're definitely a lot closer than we were even a year ago to that number. But um, it is a, one of the things that we're struggling with right now is that we – find ourselves in a lot more meetings, and I know you hate meetings. Well, I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but, but we find ourselves in them a lot more, and we're trying to do kind of the 10-minute stand-ups and kind of the uh, the huddles or whatever. That's great, is. yeah. But, but process does think, and, and I think the reality, and I I am one of those that I hate process. Like, I, growing up in Formstack, it was, we just kind of did it. And right. we have the... Uh, I won't get into the owl thing, but, uh, but we just did. We just we just kind of went out and we did it and we tried it and if it didn't work, sure, did something else. And now it's we've got we've got a designer and we've got a UX and we've got a content person, we've got a social media person, we've got a PR. Like you have to build process or else the PR person is waiting or the content person is waiting for the designer. Like where the heck is the design? And like, well, I'll get it to you. You know, you just have to build out that. 
there has to be a couple of days of lead time, and it has to be a couple. Of, it it's it's hard. It's hard to wrap your head around, and I think the as long as you're not middle management, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we yeah. don't, we don't. And I think when you get the the traffic managers and those types right. of folks in, where it's it becomes cumbersome, and so I think we're still, we're struggling with that, but it's it's not bad in terms of we're able to figure it out, and we're putting it. I mean, we use Basecamp yeah. internally, and. Uh, For us, it's more, yeah, it's more about getting better at um, systems. And, I mean, we've got some people who work remotely, and they need to be connected and tied into what's going on. And so rather than thinking about it as really process-heavy, I mean, it's, we need to make sure that we've got the systems in place so that people can communicate with each other well. Because before, it was that was not an issue because everybody was all together because we were so small. So it, as we start to get a little bit more distributed in some areas, it's putting things in place so that people can you know, and be on the same page. And, and communication, I think. Yeah. Whereas yeah. communication or knowledge is always centralized, especially in small organizations. You know, you, Doug, you know probably 95% of what has to get done and what is going on. It's just all in your head. Well, that's Jen. Well, or Jen. But I got the other five locked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're in a position. I got to get to know knowingly the five. Yeah, I actually don't tell Jen about some projects <laughs> on purpose because <laughs> then I don't, yeah, it'll be something more that she's on her plate. I just put it on the list so I can ask you nope, where it's not going to happen. That's all. But so you have these centralized knowledge centers of, and they're people, right? And so what you have to do when you grow up and grow out is be able to distribute that knowledge. Are you and saying I need to grow up? Because <laughs> I've already grown out. I keep growing out. I'm trying to stop growing out. No, I mean, just as your company grows up, it's hard to yeah. centralize. And it's hard to take the person who owns 95% of that knowledge to be able to share that with other people and feel comfortable saying, Here's everything I know, and you now now it's up to you to go do this. And so communication is the the couple examples that I really like that are out there is, and I've told these before I think on the radio show too, is uh, the, the folks that created Gore-Tex. Mm-hmm. Um, they they had an incredible leader of their company, and his theory was that after 300 employees, everything started to break down. That's really when middle management got so swollen that it literally stopped innovation, stifled things, and people started to defend their turf and politics. And so what he did was he basically said, I'm never going to have a company that has more than 300 people. So when Gore-Tex took off, he just spun up other companies, and they were allowed to license the Gore-Tex. And so even though they had six companies, all of them were totally independent. And some of them got into clothing materials, some of them got into plastics, some of them, like, they all had their own innovation departments, right. they all had their own, and it and it worked, it, it took off. And the other, the other one that's like that now today, I don't necessarily agree with everything that they do, but I read the book on um, on Google and, and how they run their company. They don't have middle managers. There's zero middle managers in Google. Everybody is autonomous, everybody has if you if you have an argument between an engineer and a product manager and they disagree totally, they bring it to a third-party mediator who then sits and listens to both sides and says, I'm going to pick a side, here it is, and they go back to work. And I just think, oh, that's amazing because you stop that. 
the biggest fear for me with a small company is is the weight I put on other people. Right. I don't want when Jen does a project, I don't want it to look like what I would put out. I want her to have that freedom, you know, and Nathan and everybody else. Um, I don't want to be this heavy influence that everything is has Doug's stamp of approval. No. I want everybody to have their own voice, have their own... And that's fine, you but know. you have to... At the end of the day, this is your company. Sure. And sure. I, it's not necessarily your stamp of approval. If I ask you, what do you think? It's me learning maybe there's something oh, yeah. about an infographic that... You're like, well, that's not quite right, and then the next time I can take that and change yeah, it. Yeah. That's so yeah. not even. It's yeah, there's that. Process. But, but I mean, I don't want to force my, you know, force my will, and uh, uh, I want everybody to feel like I actually did that. Right. I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm tired of feeling like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tired of you feeling really feel awesome. awesome though, so much, awesome. You know? <laughs> No, I think that's true because I've, I mean, again, as I was the third employee, and, and so right. I've been there since pretty pretty much the beginning, and a lot of my struggles have been reducing myself out of the, this is how I want it written, and this right. is, I mean, our website, I wrote 95% of the copy, and so if you hate the, our website copy, blame me, um, but <laughs> I mean, it just, because I was the only one there, and Right. It's hard to let that all go and and say no. You have a voice, and yeah. I mean, and that's why when we hire people, our big goal is we were talking about this earlier is people who can just own their center and say we can give you a project from start to finish, and it's yours to own and yours to that's, to take on and do it. And I think own. that's the trick. That's yeah. the trick is that having having employees that have autonomy yeah. mm-hmm. where they can care about something and. Own it is so important. And it's not so much like, you know, from the marketing side of things, that the person who writes our content now has to get Chris's personal stamp. It's, it needs to have the voice of Formstack mixed with your voice. So it's that, yeah, everything needs to be together with our branding and have the voice that we have, but, you know, it's individual is, contribution. Is that voice that. changing over time? Or do you think, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, I mean, shoot, even stuff that we... <laughs> We wrote today versus a month ago has changed, and yeah. I think it, it, it always changes and it always evolves. Yeah. So, and it's good that you're okay with that. Oh yeah, I, I think you. I yeah. think you have to be though yeah. at some point. So, there's there's the Gore-Tex story gives me hope though. And once we get to fifty, I'll just spin out. We'll just spin out something else, and I'll go to that. Why not? Right? I'll go to I'll go to something else, and we'll yeah. just spin up something. We've else. we've yeah. talked about it here. Literally, we've yeah. talked about it here. That the the thing that is great about our team right now is we truly have a complete team. Um, six people. We have we have we have six people. The problem with it is that we have we have kind of those central knowledge bases. Like Jen doesn't have a backup project manager. I, I could never do that stuff. Right. You know, um, and our designer doesn't have a backup designer, and our developer doesn't have a backup developer. And so I always want to say, okay, let's get a second team. Once we get a second team, now now we've got it. Now we've got backup. Now we've got you know the overflow and and knowledge transfer right. and and things like that. And I think we can do it. But if we took and multiplied that by 10, 
I don't I don't know that we want to be that. Okay. And the difference with us is, you know, part of our part of our brand is being a boutique shop. Right. Part of our brand is we don't take competitors of our clients. We only take, you know, one. We we turn down more people than we take on as clients right now, which is a really weird place to be. Yeah. Yeah. But but so we have to be careful too that we don't grow to a point where we distinguish that uh, where we right. put that flame out. Right. Where all of a sudden everybody says, "Well, you're just like every other agency." Right. You know, we definitely want to maintain that that separation. Well, two it's layers. Sounds, two layers sounds nice because it sounds like you can work every other week then, right? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Got that every other week program going? Yeah. Take a vacation for a week. You got this week, right? Yeah. <laughs> Transfer that knowledge and then you go on vacation. I'll tell you what, it's been a lifesaver. I mean, like Nikhil, we have an SEO analyst. Nikhil, I started sleeping. Nathan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was Nathan. incredible. Yeah, and and Nathan, uh, we have Marty is doing social business and. So he's like this constant touch point for our clients. One of the things that we were missing before was we okay, would be so yeah we would be so busy working that yeah. we wouldn't talk to our clients. Yeah. And so the only conversation they got was the invoice. <laughs> yeah. we, and we might be working all month on their right. work. So it's great now we have someone that's touching them every other day, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And then and Jen is still herding cats. That's her, her <laughs> you know. You need a cat. Every organization every, needs a cat herder. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, and then Nathan came on board, and that like our designer, you know, we were dealing with fourteen outsourced design, and some of them were too busy, and some of them were yeah, there was a bunch, and and so now. We have, we have a guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? learning. Yeah. At, yeah. I like where he's at because, you know, some designers who's had years and years of experience are, like, very set, no, this is how I'm going to do it. Right. And he's very open <laughs> to critique and yeah. direction. And he's trying like to that. learn our brand, our yeah. look well, and feel. Somewhat creating our brand. Yeah, like he from is. A, from a visual standpoint. Yeah, he you is. know, we have the brand, but he's creating the visuals. So it's a tough you know we're we're in there too. It's a, it's a but I'm with you. I do not want the big company. Yeah. I want more than. I don't. <laughs> more than twelve. I don't want the big company. Yeah, it's uh well, it's funny because I I've, I've looked back on I I don't think I've this is probably the largest organization I've ever worked for at twenty people. And wow. I've realized. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. I've been with small teams, just kind of growing yeah. up, and so I think. Do you ever have an HR team, department? Uh no. Oh wow. Well, no, I mean, it's always been outsourced you have HR. Experience true joy. Of <laughs> yeah, no, I've never had to anything through, you know, team meetings and yeah, benefits meetings. Sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah. sexual harassment. Oh, so, I, the funniest, <laughs> funniest sexual harassment meeting I ever went to, uh, Compendium. Oh my God, <laughs> it it was literally five minutes into the video, someone made a really off-color joke. And then it went downhill from there. <laughs> By the end of it, we were going around corners like, hey, slut, you know? And, and it was literally the entire company came unglued because of a sexual harassment video. I've never had to sit in one of those, but I imagine that those things probably produce more awkward moments than yeah. actual, like... It was! It you're absolutely was. Company comes from things that you're imagining in your head, yeah. having been there, you know, yeah. And the videos are 
so bad too. Yeah. The oh, videos yeah. are the just from terrible. like 1980. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's amazing. But that was probably the funniest. It was literally like a full two days of just mayhem <laughs> on <Yeah. laughs> totally shock. Yeah. You know each other, each other's best. In a small team, you just we have uh, our culture is Kelly. She's she's kind of our HR as well, but she's yeah. But when we get in those offices, she just gives you the look, like oh. So you don't need a you don't need a video. You just get a look of like oh, that's probably you, know, you probably just went over the line. Yeah, like there's the one you jumped over. So. <laughs> I've never done that. Right, Jen? We're still trying to figure out what the line is. <laughs> there, there, no. The line's like past the fence somewhere. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on all your growth. And for, for everybody uh, who doesn't know, formstack.com, obviously, um, and formstack on Twitter and, yeah. and Facebook. Um, where else? Google Plus, of course. We are Google Plus. I think we are on. We have a Pinterest board. Oh, nice. We have an Instagram account. We've got a Spotify, like a couple Spotify playlists. Okay. We're all over the place. Are, are you, your blog has always been good, but are you doing like customer stories and examples of how people are utilizing? Yeah, we've got a bunch of customer stories. We actually just uh, redid our blog, and so a lot of the information okay. is a lot easier to find. We've got a small business section. We've got a uh, customer case study section, and then we kind of have product updates and news and all that kind of stuff. We've yeah, like done, a, done a lot of... Uh, our content team is awesome. Uh, we put together your really your whole team is awesome. I got to tell you, I, so for everybody listening, we we for our sponsors, we always do an audit for our sponsors. So we did an audit for Formstack and we set a date to review it. I think it was like two weeks or out or something. It was like a week. Yeah, it was like a week out, and we get into the meeting and Lance Lance, Lance has everything done. <laughs> Yeah. He, just went, he, he, just, he just devoured the document, did it all, and it was done. Oh, he's an animal. He's and yeah. But we haven't had any client do that. We beg our clients, please, you know, please fix this on the home page yeah. and, and nothing. So kudos to the uh, call out to Lance. He's fantastic. Yeah, he, he, is. Is. he is. He's awesome. You can count on Lance. Yeah, you guys did an amazing job. Well, um, thanks for joining us, Friday. This is awesome. Yeah, uh, thank you. Thank you guys for having us. We yeah, appreciate it. And here's to another uh, another six years, right? That's right. Well, we just signed a five. We're about to sign a five-year <laughs> lease. So we're around still up at Keystone at the Crossing? We're up so. in Castleton. Castleton, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. Let's thanks. close out the show. Thank you very much. Connect with us anytime at marketingtechblog.com. And from there, follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Tech Blog.